Hey, you guys, tickets have officially gone on sale for my next virtual conference. In May, we did Rise Live Courage, and now we're doing Rise Live Healthy and Happy. We're spending an entire day, nine plus hours of programming with some of the greatest speakers in the world, all talking about how to live your life in such a way that you have the energy to have the life of your dreams. What does it look like to learn to eat intuitively? What does it look like to move your body in celebration? What does it look like to approach health from a place of love and celebration instead of shame? We believe that healthy and happy is about how you feel, not about how you look. So I am joined by incredible people like Jay Shetty and Stacy Flowers, Kelly Levesque, Dave Hollis, Trent Shelton, motivating the crap out of you. Me, talking about inspiration. And if you've ever been to a Rise conference before, you better believe you're also going to hear from Beans and Chris. It's going to be a day of fun and energy and so empowering. If you feel like you have fallen off your plan inside of quarantine, if you feel like you need a kick in the pants to get you motivated again, this is the day for you, and tickets start at $40. You can go to thehollisco.com right there at the top of the page. You'll see a big banner. Click on it. Let's hang out. Let's get fired up together. You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I want to thank you so much, every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio. Your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding. But I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're going to love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did. I wanted to be a great leader of leaders who are making smart decisions in the long term. Welcome to the Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. This week's intro is coming to you from an air mattress in my new bedroom in Texas. I actually forgot to record an intro to this week's episode before I left LA. So I don't have fancy equipment. I'm literally recording this on my cell phone, but I wanted to make sure and get you this episode as soon as possible. In this week's interview, I am chatting with my Instagram friend, Lindsay Matway. And I have to tell you guys, it is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done before. In fact, when I told Dave about it the night that I interviewed her, I actually started crying as I was repeating her story and how inspiring I found it. Lindsay is one of the leading coaches for Beachbody. She has a huge team underneath her, and I actually asked her to interview on the podcast because I know so many of you do direct sales and want to build a team, and I wanted to ask her how she did that. So it's gonna be super inspiring to those of you who do multi-level marketing, but also super inspiring to you no matter who you are. When you hear Lindsay's story about how she fought her way out of a really hard childhood into creating a life to support her baby and has done incredible things for herself and her family all through hard work and determination, you are going to be as inspired as I am. I can't wait to hear what y'all think of this week's episode. Be sure and check in on Instagram and let me know what you think. Be sure and tag Lindsay too because she's the absolute best. You're going to love her feed as much as you love mine. Um, Can't wait to hear what y'all think. For people who don't already follow you, who don't know, you know, who Lindsay is or what you're all about, will you tell us your story? Sure, I'd love to. And 
first off, I am completely humbled and excited to be here. I, I've absolutely loved getting to know you and it's been a, a fun journey. So just so you guys know, I think it's important that people understand where you come from because obviously when they see where you are today, you compare your behind sure. the scenes to someone's oh, yeah. highlight oh, yeah. reel. Um, but just to kind of go back to the basics, I guess I feel like it's really important for people to understand when I was, a, I was one of four children. Um, I didn't just have like one alcoholic parent. I had it kind of surmounted to four alcoholic parents, if you total in step parents and things like that. And so a lot of uncertainty and not really understanding why our family seemed to struggle so much. But uh, my mom worked two jobs most of her life, made about $20,000 a year and supported four kids on that. And I remember at some point in my childhood, I can't pinpoint it to a specific moment, but at some point in my childhood, I had decided I was going to be the one that would rescue my family. I was Mm -hmm. going to be the one that would outwork our trials. um, And that some way, somehow I would show my mom, my dad, their potential. They would all of a sudden come out of the fog. I would rescue all my siblings. And so I think my plan looking back was to be as different as possible from my family. (laughs) And uh, I was so much into this role that I had adopted as this rescuer that I actually dropped out of school um, I think it was the middle of 10th grade and I moved in with my dad. I was determined to be able to help him come out of this. And I'm, when I say alcoholic, I know it can be a very wide range, but I'm talking non-functioning. Uh, my mom actually just ended up passing away from alcoholism in September. Oh my and gosh. So, yeah. Just, it, it overtook every aspect of their life. And so, um, when I took on this role and made my life obsessively almost to a point of, wanting to change them, the one thing I didn't focus on was changing myself. The one thing I didn't focus on was areas that I had issues with because I thought, well, compared to them, (laughs) it seemed pretty cool. And funny enough, that tends to catch up to you. And I I actually moved out of the house at 16. Um, I bought a house at 20 years old because I thought, okay, I am going to have the white picket fence. I had my same boyfriend from 15 until 22 years old. And at 23, everything sort of caught up to me. All of the me ignoring my own issues, all of me trying to hide how things had affected me came out. And the way that it came out was somewhere I never envisioned happening, which was I had a positive pregnancy test and I had just broken up with my boyfriend um, at 22. I was now 23, just started dating my second boyfriend. And I just thought, why me? You know, Mm -hmm. are you serious? Like I finally had started to feel like I was moving forward in my life. I, you know, had a steady job, even though it wasn't my dream job. I was a bartender. I felt like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And with that pregnancy, I just felt, oh my gosh, my biggest fear in life is to end up like my mom, is to not be able to be the mom that I wished I would have had. And I didn't see at that point how I was ever going to be able to become that person. And that actually only uh, mounted because at about seven months pregnant, I ended up having my daughter premature. And uh, she was born with a grade three of four brain bleed, basically giving her a 90% chance of cerebral palsy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was insane. And it's funny because in that moment, the man that I was with now is my husband. Thank the Lord. (laughs) He ended up being exactly what I needed, but we grew so much through that experience and it kind of brought me to my knees and Mm -hmm. got me to a place where I realized, okay, my entire life, I'm trying to control all my circumstances. I'm trying to control what other people choose to do. I'm ignoring my own uh, issues and problems. And I need to surrender this. Like, I can't do this anymore. And so at, uh, at 25, I was losing my home to foreclosure. I, my husband and I hiding our car down the street so it doesn't get taken by the repo guy. And I just fell to my knees and I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what's going on, but I I don't have the answers anymore and I need drastic change. So use me, use all this stuff that's happened. It felt like it was happening to me. Use it to 
do something good with it. And um, crazy enough, you know, you hear those stories of people's testimonies where all of a sudden their life completely changes. And it's funny, my life didn't completely change, you know, the next month or even a year from then. Our circumstances were similar. However, my mindset shifted and I started to be open to things that otherwise I would have been either been like, no, I'm too busy for that. Or, uh, no, I can't be involved with this. And the funny thing that was placed in my path is a network marketing company and Mm -hmm. being in the bartending industry. Let me just tell you, you get pitched nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. You're like, Like you're stuck. You're stuck. (laughs) You're like the sounding board behind the bar. Yeah. You're the person that they're like, Oh, this girl, she'll really want a way out. So let me tell you about my company. And you know, they're, you're a tipped employee. So you listen, obviously, and play into it. That is so funny. I've never (laughs) heard that before, but it makes total sense. Oh man, I was a victim, but I, (laughs) I had such a preconceived notion and just hated the thought of being a part of that industry that typically I would not have even, I would not even heard of listening, but I had a, I had started my journey to get back in shape after having my daughter because legitimately in that moment, it was the only thing I felt like had control of, which trying to, I thought maybe if I start to look like myself again, I will feel like myself again. And then I'll start to, you know, change my life for the better. And I was right. I mean, I really, uh, I bought P90X, which for those people listening, you might have a decade ago. You might even still have a dusty copy in your your bookshelf somewhere because it was like this huge program. And I was even skeptical of that. I thought, you know, they hire those people. They're already in shape. All the, you know, before and afters are edited. They're, you know, photoshopped or whatever. But I was also desperate. I bought like on the payment plan because we could barely afford the, I think it was $39 times three payments and start it and quit it three times um, before I actually succeeded with it. And the way that I succeeded with it inevitably was that I decided instead of trying to compare myself to the people in the video or compare myself to where I was pre-pregnancy or beat myself up that I can't get past much more than the warm up, I'm just going to start to beat my own personal best. I'm going to compete with myself. Mm. And that small shift in my mindset started this journey of me starting to think, huh, if I do 11 minutes today and then 12 minutes the next time I do this workout and then 13, 14, whatever, all the way up to, they were 60 minute workouts. And I would see myself being able to do it and start to celebrate the small successes. What else could I apply that same thing to in life? Beat my own personal best, get a little bit more further than I did the day before in other areas of my life, my marriage, my, you know, being a mother and a business. And when Beachbody when I found out that this company was a network marketing company, my typical response of not wanting to get anywhere near it was like, what kind of pride or ego do you have left? <laughs> that, <laughs> first off, that you can be so you know big that you can't look into it. And two, I also did know it legitimately had changed my life for the better, that I had grown into a more positive you know, person. I had started to have healthier habits and felt more like myself and felt more confident. And I wanted to pay that forward anyway. And so uh, that's kind of how I got into the business that I'm in today. Well, so before we dig into that, I want to talk about the idea of when you look better, you feel better. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are people who are listening to that who are going to be annoyed that I even said it, (laughs) but I absolutely believe that it's true. And I think that it's worth the caveat that you don't have to look how Lindsay looks. You don't have to look how I look. You don't have to be into big hair and lashes and makeup. (laughs) You just have to look in a way that makes you feel great about yourself because it honestly does play into your self-esteem, your self-worth and the energy that you have for a day. Like I can't tell you how often 
I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not feeling it, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna put our face on. And maybe that's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I grew up in a Southern culture. And that was my what my mom did. So I don't know if that's just the way that I was raised. But it really does make me it's exactly what you said, like when you started to look like yourself again, you started to feel like yourself. A hundred percent. And I can tell you right now, cause I'm 36 weeks pregnant. I'm literally <laughs> so, pregnant. so pregnant. And before the call, like I did my hair and my makeup and mm-hmm. you guys aren't going to see me. I know that I actually did even brush my teeth. I was like, <laughs> because I feel I speak more confidently when my breath is fresh. Right? <laughs> when I used to do like when I was just starting out and I would do like, I'd go on and do TV segments or different things. I had a publicist who gave me this advice years ago. She was like, always wear heels when you're on camera, even if they can't see your feet, even if it's from the neck up, but just having something that signals to your brain, like, Oh, this is a little bit more. We're going to button up a little bit more. We're a little bit more polished. It does make a difference. It a hundred percent does. And that's funny because I obviously I work from home and so I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to do my hair and makeup, but I've realized I can actually turn that into something that it's a habit where I actually incorporate a podcast during that time. I incorporate trainings that I want to listen to at that time. And I can double dip while I'm getting ready. I'm focused on listening and I'm able to really take in information. Whereas if I'm trying to work and listen to a podcast, eh, not so much. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's a great piece of advice. That ritual has been huge. Yeah. So the reason, I mean, we became Instagram friends, Mm -hmm. but I like where most of my friendships come from is Instagram. (laughs) Um, And the reason that I was so excited to have you on is because so many listeners of the podcast do network marketing, Mm -hmm. do direct sales, do that sort of thing. And I know that there are areas in your business that you really excel, that you're really a leader in. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to touch on those, but I would love to start with So you make the decision to join with this company. How long have you been doing it? And what did your journey look like from like little babies starting out Mm -hmm. to where you are now? Hey, y'all, if you are looking for something to compliment the foods that you are already eating to bless your body, I want to make sure you know about Saqqara's Clean Boutique. It's the perfect complement for your eating journey with organic, whole food-based healthy snacks, supplements, and heartwarming teas that round out your rituals beautifully. Complete your Saqqara life and ensure you're getting all the essential plant nutrition you need every day with The Foundation, the brand's curated vitamin packs. And if you want to check it out, right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash rise or enter code rise at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A, dot com slash rise to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash rise. So I've been doing it almost eight years now, which it's crazy to think because sometimes I still feel like a newbie in it. I guess probably because social media is constantly changing. So you have to continue to evolve. Uh, But I started out and Again, it's almost crazy. You see themes in your life and you're like, whoa, that's crazy that you keep coming up against that same thing because there's a lesson to learn there. So when I came into the business, I actually called Beachbody to ask if they had a referral program. And I didn't know specifically that it was network marketing. And so they randomly placed me with somebody. And typically in a network marketing business, you have someone that you are enrolling with. That person is going to be your mentor. They're going to show you the steps to follow to be successful in the business. Well, I signed up randomly. I get random selected to who I'm assigned to. And lucky me, uh, I the girl doesn't work the business. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I reach out and I'm like, hey, I just became a coach and I'm so excited. You know, what next? And she's like, oh, I don't. I don't do the business. (laughs) And um, so I reached out to the person that was her sponsor. That person's not working the business either. And then I went all the way to the very top. And that guy was everything that I talk about. I ran from behind the bar and more. (laughs) No. How funny. funny. 
So I had a decision to make and it, you know, a lot of times I think prior to that moment, I had said, well, when you find the right thing, the, it's like the stars will align, you know, everything mm. will be, it'll flow. You'll feel like it's, it's just meant for you. You're called to it. And when I hit that first huge roadblock, that was my initial reaction was like, see, you know, maybe this is just not my thing because if it was, then it wouldn't be so hard. But then I decided I had this little whisper that was like, no, you're, you're going to become the kind of coach you wish you would have had the same way that I would talked about. I wanted to become the kind of mom I wished I would have had. And I made the decision that, okay, this is going to be harder on me than maybe it will be for someone else. But from here on out, the work that I put in is, is I'm going to make it easier for the person that comes behind me. And I'm going to, I'm going to be the kind of coach that I would want as a customer. I'm going to do the things that would feel right to me. I'm going to share the business in a way that it wouldn't come across schemey and, you know, it would be authentic and it would be sharing my real truth and authenticity. And it wouldn't be about trying to just convince anyone. It would be finding me. I want to find me. Um, so that decision really started me down the path of building this little business. And I had no idea what I was doing, um, no direction, but I had a crap ton of passion <laughs> and I had built this vision board, uh, that I, of where my life was going to go. And I had this daughter that was just, she was such a fighter, you know, she had fought through this brain bleed and, uh, overcome so many odds. And I just decided, no, I will do whatever it takes to become everything that she needs to be that supportive person in her life and to provide her every opportunity as possible. And I know that you as a mom and any mom out there listening, you know, you have this like crazy fighter in you mm -hmm. that just comes out like a ninja and just <laughs> <laughs> willing to do whatever it takes. So I had this picture of her in my, she was wearing my heels. It was like a year old and I, would, I was holding her while she's in my heels and I had this picture pinned in front of my computer and I would look at it. And anytime I would get a no or something disappointing, somebody would quit, I would look at that picture and I would weigh her future and the vision I had for it versus that disappointment. And I was like, is this going to hold me back from the vision that I have for her life? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so good. That is so, so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like that, um, the idea of you become what you focus on. Absolutely. And you didn't focus on the loss of a customer or the loss of a teammate or he not getting the sale because that is what most people do in those situations. Yeah. They focus on the negative thing instead of going back to, nope, here's, here's my why. Here's yep. my why. Here's my why. That is so powerful to people listening. Do you know your why? Do you look at it every single day so that when you get discouraged, you can reach again for the thing that will keep you going? Exactly. And it, it's getting caught up in the moment and the little things versus staying focused on the big vision. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't let those things stop me, all of a sudden, it seemed like I would get this disappointment. And if I pushed through it, all of a sudden, like the hand of God or fate or whatever would just shift me up and I would go to the next level. And I started to realize, oh my gosh, every time I hit one of these little pain points, you know, from newbie wanting to have my first few customers to now newbie leader, having to lead the first few people to now, okay, gosh, I'm starting to build this pretty solid team, but there's these disappointments of a leader leaving. Every time that I would get to one of those moments where it was that deciding factor of how am I going to let this affect me? If I chose to look above it and beyond it and to take the higher road, all of a sudden my business shifted and I continued to grow. And the more I fought those kind of moments, the more mm -hmm. I became stagnant. I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they do. They let that stuff bury them and put way more effort and energy into it that, that it deserves. So uh, as I, I started to grow the business, um, about six months into it, I, it was a fresh year. I started in July and it was January. And I just decided, okay, everybody is at zero for this year. And if I'm given an even playing field with these people, then I can outwork them. And I just mm. took that stance and, and ran with it. And so tell me what, like, 
you're going into this new year. How do you take on a goal like that? Like it's, it's a, you haven't really had a ton of experience at that point, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, mm-hmm. um, you know, just what you've done since July, what kind of goals did you set for yourself? Were you measuring against other coaches or were you just like, an, it's a revenue thing? Like what was your mission and how did you figure out how to get there? They had this competition and this was kind of the, the start of things. They had this competition of the top, what they call success club point earner would top three would earn a trip to Cabo. And I had never been anywhere outside of like Florida, Georgia at that point. (laughs) And so I was determined to win my husband and I this trip and I had nothing to really quantify it against, but I just thought, I thought, okay, I'm going to talk to a hundred people a day. And I didn't have, wow, that is a, that is a crazy (laughs) goal. I love it. (laughs) And I didn't have, I think at that time I maybe had 300 people total on my Facebook account. So it meant that I would have to then go find if there's 30 days in a month, I'd have to go find a heck of a lot more people than 300 to be able to talk to a hundred a day. And it pushed me outside my comfort zone. It made me get uh, creative. It made me go and have conversations that I wouldn't typically have because I would have been like, well, I only have this many people in my network or, and so I started a list and every single day I'd wake up and I'd try to go through that hundred as fast as I possibly could. Now also keeping in mind my original thing, which was treat other people how I'd want to be treated, talk to them mm-hmm. as if they're a real person. Yes. They're going to relate to my story and my journey. So not scripting it and just sending these mass invites, which is I think what a lot of people maybe do that stops them from seeing the success is is they're making it very mechanical versus sharing their heart and sharing their excitement and their vision. And I wrote a lot of people that were like me. I was like, okay, my, my niche audience is obviously going to be moms and where do moms hang out? So I joined the mops group of my church and I joined uh, Facebook groups that had different mom stuff going on. And I made sure that I was on YouTube making videos of uh, advice that I could give to moms trying to work out with little babies. And I thought, how can I add value? How can I connect with people that are like me. And I got super, super creative, um, in that month. And I ended up winning that trip. And I feel like that was the glass ceiling shattering for me because before that I just compared myself to everybody else. And when I just started to approach it, just like I did the P90X thing, beat my own personal best, beat my own personal best. Um, I put those blinders on the way they do in horse races. So I was focused on my goal, I had the goal of a hundred people a day and didn't look around at what everybody else was doing. All of a sudden, bam, things, big things happened. That is so incredible. How, how did you see that, like the achievement of that goal manifest into, um, it's, it's like the snowball rolling down the hill. Mm -hmm. I feel like that has been my, the success in my career and my, my snowball has moved very slowly, but as it started to roll, then suddenly it just, takes off. So did you find that you achieved that goal and then it really gave you the fire to get to the next place? Absolutely. It's, it's all about what you believe is possible for you. We all put limits on ourselves of like, Oh, good for her, but no me, I can't, you know? And <laughs> yeah. I, after that, I remember anything that Beachbody would put out, they would have a thing to win an iPad and I didn't have an iPad and I wanted an iPad. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Let me, let me win that. And I didn't necessarily know how I just would, would think about what I did last time. I did the hundred people. Okay. Well now if I follow up with all those hundred and then add in another 50, then, Mm -hmm. you know, I just started to ante up just a little bit more each time. And obviously I'm becoming, as I'm growing in the business, I'm becoming a little more keen on what works, what doesn't work, trial and error failing my way forward. I'm watching trainings. I'm listening to podcasts. And so my, my effective rate got better, but I just tried, I leveled up a little bit more mm-hmm. every single you know, month. And still to this day, eight years later, I still work just as hard to continue to grow and level up. My understanding about 
some of the success that you've had in this space is you have a pretty large team. Is that accurate? Correct. There's like about 70,000. Okay. Wait, under you or? No. Yeah. Under, under me. Wait, explain that to me because I don't even know the words that you just said. (laughs) So the way that it works is typically you'll have an upline that's actually putting people below you, but I didn't have that. I was on this dead spot with nobody that's working. Um, So people that I signed up in the business, they then sign up other people Mm-hmm. who then sign up other people. And it's basically grown to over 70,000 people over the last eight years. That's uh, incredible. Yeah. Insane. And so you are like the, are you like the queen bee coach of all <laughs> those people? Or uh, basically what I'm asking is then are you responsible for like motivating and inspiring all the people underneath you? Or do you guys kind of like break off into smaller groups? We do a little bit of both. So we host, you know, larger calls. The one that you did for us uh, is Mm -hmm. the umbrella of what my team is. And anybody that's below us is welcome to join in on those calls. And we actually ended up opening that up to a bunch of other teams as well. Mm -hmm. And so I always put out information and content and training for the entire business. But what you really want to do is you want to develop other people who are great leaders who are then taking their own group, their own tribe and doing their own unique stuff. They're using some of the, the big umbrella teams training, but really we all have different niche markets and things that we're called to. And so they're training their own people using some of the stuff that I create, but more so even you want them to branch off and do their own thing. So I'm not responsible for all 70,000, but I hope that I add value to as many of them as possible. And then I work with my individual people that I have actually personally sponsored. If someone is listening to this right now and they have a hope or a desire to, let's say they're in network marketing and they want to grow their team, what are some tips that you could give them that you remember when you were starting out, um, how to you know, attract uh, team members and how to be a great leader once you have them on board? So again, the whole theme thing that I talked about is I'm a rescuer. And <laughs> when I got into this business and I saw, I started to see the success that we started to have. And obviously it completely changed our lives. I mean, from hiding our cars to now we live in a home that's completely paid for. We have zero debt, you know, we just have completely transformed our lives. So I got it's incredible, very, very, very excited to gift that to other people. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes you can be super inspiring. You can be that light. And what you attract are people that just want to be rescued, but they don't, Yes, (laughs) they don't want to put in the work. They just Uh want to have fun stuff. So I, I would say that's probably the hardest part about this business is that it does test you. You will see, you will see the bigger vision for people. I mean, every person I meet, the first thing I see is who they who they could be, who's got, who God's calling them to be. And I just like get so excited. However, they might not be ready to see that just yet and Mm -hmm. embrace that just yet. And so, um, one of the things that I think that I had to do first and foremost is keep myself in check that one, I'm leading people by my example. I'm focused more on the changes I need to make and leading them, showing them the way but not trying to drag them down that path. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I had to set certain expectations and requirements and um, show people that this was hard work, that it wasn't just playing on social media for fun, that I, I didn't create this out of chance. It was out of really being intentional and being ready to change and come up against some of the most annoying habits that I had that I never realized (laughs) Uh, so I think when it comes to becoming a great leader is one, you've got to work harder on yourself than you do anything else. Yep. That's so real. So real. And it's hard because it's easier to focus on other people's problems. It's easier to see how they need to change than it is to focus on how you need to change and be accountable to that. Absolutely. So I would say if you keep coming up against the same things with some of the people you're attracting, 
Whenever we're going through something hard, it always affects us in more than one way. In the season that I've been in in my life, going through a difficult time has affected my sleep. I feel like I'm getting insomnia again that I haven't had in several years. And being able to talk that through with my therapist and kind of unpack why that anxiety is showing up at night or why my thoughts are racing or why I can't seem to shut my head off has been super helpful for me. And if you have considered seeing a therapist or talking to a counselor, it has never been easier to meet with someone virtually. If you are not familiar with BetterHelp, then I want to make sure that you hear about it from me. BetterHelp has counselors who specialize in everything you can imagine. Depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem. Anything that you share is confidential, and the service is convenient and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of my podcast, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com rise. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash rise. Check yourself. You know, <laughs> yes. Our, there's only one variable that is not changing this, the, and that is you. Yeah, the vibe that you're putting out somehow is attracting that, and I, I've constantly had to stay in check of that. Even when I don't think I have that habit, I dig deep enough, and I realize, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, the I was I was doing an interview yesterday, and I was describing it as suffering is the only way I can think of how to say it is like. If you are having the same problems, if you're finding yourself in the same space, if you're having anxiety or panic attacks or frustration, that is usually the signal to me of, okay, something's off Mm -hmm. and you're the only thing that you can affect in this situation. And so what can you change? Can you change the habit? Can you change the trigger? Can you change something to get past this? I think so many women will just keep repeating the same hardship mm-hmm. over and over and over, not realizing that they're in control of affecting that. Absolutely. And until you do, it just, it will, it will completely manifest time and time and time again. And you get stuck. And I, I had to get to the point where I am aware when that's happening and I ask, okay, what is this here to teach me? You know, absolutely. I remember Oprah saying that was like one of her things that she does. What is this here to teach me? And then I also pray, Lord, just teach me this lesson as fast as humanly possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's so real. Like, don't don't drag this out over a year. Just tell me what you want me to see. Exactly. Um, One of the things that I was so excited to discover about you through Instagram, and if you all aren't following Lindsay on Instagram, you absolutely need to be because just her hair alone is going to make you happy. But I love that you are as into personal growth, personal development as I am. Yes. Um, I I don't think I'm making this up, but you could tell me, like, Rachel, you are drunk. Um, (laughs) You're a fan of Brendan Burchard, too. I am. real? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Like, I'm starting to feel like I'm a little bit of a stalker. (laughs) I, when his last book came out, I honestly think people thought I was getting money for how much I talked about it. But it was so freaking good. It was so, it was like, nobody puts that much wisdom and insight into a single book. I mean, it was like five books worth of great stuff. So, um, high performance habits. If you haven't read it, I cannot recommend it enough, but tell me about, um, is, is his the only uh, conference that y'all go to, or have you tried a few and what are some of your favorites? So definitely obsessed with Brendan after the last, like, I think nine months I've been to three and I actually am pregnant right now because of one of them on your social media. You're like, this baby was conceived last year. I'm like, well, that's a good Uh, conference. High performance conference. (laughs) We take things literally around here. That's hilarious. But no, it just, I feel like he pours so much information and it's so, it's so valid to every area of your life that I, 
am just really blown away by him. Um, I've also been to multiple Tony Robbins events. Oh, yes, sister. I mean, holy moly. <laughs> you said a couple things, and I was like, I wonder if she's been to UPW. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my goal is we're going to go to Date with Destiny in December, which is a, you know, I think. Yes. It's- so, so funny. I did an interview yesterday with um, Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I didn't understand the full scoop on her. She did marketing for him for like 10 years or something. No way. And I'm on the podcast with her and she's telling me this. I'm like peeing my pants. (laughs) I admire him so much. And I was like, Amy, if he is secretly a jerk or a diva, do not tell me because my heart can't handle it. Right. He is the exact same guy backstage that he is on stage. And I was like, thank you. But her thing was, you haven't seen anything until you've gone to date with Destiny. That's what I keep hearing. And I was like, there is a part of me that's afraid of it. Are you a little afraid of it? Because I'm <laughs> yes. like, you ripped open my soul at UPW. Then we did Business Mastery in January. That was my birthday gift to myself. Mm. And that was like a whole other level. And I just am a little nervous. <laughs> she's like, you, d- you do not even know what you're talking about unless you go. So well, she's like, it changed my life. And I worked for him and it changed my life. So I'm like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to go. Did you watch I Am Not Your Guru? Oh, yeah, girl. Okay. So that's like a glimpse into that one. And I'm like, the things he says in that video, I was just, I mean, unbelievable. So you, now that I have a a bit more understanding of your history, you will maybe understand this like fear of mine. (laughs) I've got, you know, got a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff from my childhood. And I feel like I'm doing really well. (laughs) And so there's this part of me that's like, okay, I've dug up this grave 27 times I've done the therapy I've done the work and there's a part of me that's like I don't know if I want to dig back into the grave (laughs) (laughs) which is insane but that's my fear I totally get it because I've been I've been the same way and I luckily I my excuse has been being pregnant for like two and a half years straight at this point every (laughs) December I'm like oh sorry baby's too young or baby I'm pregnant and I can't do his events pregnant. I've done one pregnant. It was like unbelievable. Oh, I can't even imagine. Because yeah. those of you who are listening, if you've never been to one of his, it's like 17 hours. You just it's, like live. By day four, you're like, oh, we just live at this conference center now. That's it, what we, this is our life. It's intense. Yeah, it is. Best way to describe it. But yeah, so I am the same way. But I'm also, there's this piece in me that just, I almost want to be ripped open because I'm like, oh sure. my gosh, I know every time I am, I'm, I grow even more. And I'm so hungry for that growth. Like I have a goal. Tony will be my best friend. Like I will. Uh, yeah. you know, let's be in it. We'll be it. We'll, we'll do it together. Let's I'm start in. after it. We're on the same. <laughs> um, the the funny thing is, I someone told me like a year ago that anytime she heard three things, like anytime three people told her something in a row, she felt like that was God or the universe being like, pay attention to this. Yeah. This is two days in a row that someone's mentioned date with destiny. I'm like, all right, all, all right. right Lord. Or Tony Robbins inside my computer. <laughs> um, I will do it. He's working uh, on us. Yes. But, um, are, what's, uh, beyond Brendan's book, which we loved, is there a book that you've really loved in the last year that you feel like has been helpful? Well, yours was amazing. Oh, I'm not well, even like business. <laughs> business. Um, le- the Legacy Journey by Dave Ramsey was. Oh, he, that's one. Have you gone to any of his conferences? Okay, he has one going on right now, and I'm he super does. jealous because it's yeah. filled with amazing that's, people. But honestly, of course, I, w- I went to that one last year and Entree Leadership Summit, mm-hmm. and it's not inexpensive. It's no. A, it's a, more yeah. expensive ticket. I have never, and I did events for 10 years. I have never, there's not a team that exists in conferences that is more professional, more on top of it, the highest level. Like it's so, so great. It is absolutely worth a, a hitting that one up. It's a, he does a really, really good job. I mean, I would expect nothing less. I've read a couple of his books, Andre Leadership being one of them, which is another yeah. great one if you haven't read. Wait, what's the legacy journey about? The legacy journey is kind of like the step beyond once you're out of debt, uh, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, like oh, God, where do okay. you go from there? And for me, um, being a leader of leaders, one of the biggest responsibilities I've felt, especially in the network marketing scene is I want to lead these people to make really wise decisions for not just the moment. Cause I, I think you can get caught up in, Oh, I'm making this amount per week. I don't want people to make poor decisions because they've never dealt with having a good income or they have really bad, um, 
I guess, generational curses with money or perceptions of money. And I think sometimes we underestimate the effect that we can make with people, with our own incomes. I think legacy for me has always been huge because my family tree was so dead to start with that mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want this to, this to be a thing for my daughter or my daughters and now my son. I want this to be like five generations deep. There's still the effects of our family. And so I've wanted to grow in that area because I wanted to be a great leader of leaders who are making smart decisions in the long term. That's awesome. Uh, so I, at the end of every podcast, ask the same five questions to everybody that I chat with. And I would love to ask those to you because I'm just a creep and this is what I wonder <laughs> about other women. What time do you wake up in the morning? Okay. So typically when I'm not a few weeks away from having a baby, I would wake up consistently around six thirty, seven o'clock. Uh, I'm not, I tried like the five thirty, five a.m. thing. And I did it consistently for a, a good month, and it was horrible. Well, you have little people, too. <laughs> yeah. You have really – your kids are – because how old is your oldest? My oldest is nine, and then okay. I, I have an 18-month-old, and then I'm, you know, super pregnant. Ooh, sister. I didn't realize you had under – you're going to have under two, under 20 yeah. months. Yeah. Bless your heart. All right. I'm going to say an extra prayer for you. It is really hard when they're little and awesome when they're older. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Now, and you'll get it, you know, they'll both be in diapers. You'll do that thing. And then maybe they're going to be best friends. Um, are you, I know right now you, you have, you're growing a human, but are you normally a coffee drinker? And if so, what is your favorite coffee order? So I am one of those weirdos that just doesn't like coffee. <laughs> and I've tried, I lived in Chicago for a year and I was like, they had all the kinds of fancy coffee drinks. And I just was like, why am I forcing this? I don't love it. I do drink this. It's the stuff called Energize. So it's like a pre-workout supplement, but I don't just drink it pre-workout. I like drink it like lemonade all day long. Oh, how funny. Okay. So that's but my that's version of coffee. that's your drink of choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Um, what is the one item you can't travel without? Definitely a new, either a new podcast, new book, and some earbuds because I don't like sitting still. I have a real issue. I think I have like a little bit of ADHD when it comes to sitting still and doing nothing. Like meditation is probably the most intimidating thing to me ever. <laughs> so having so that. that to you is like you're 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 doubling down. You're getting yeah, work done while you're really. sitting still. I like exactly. it. Exactly. Um, what is your favorite workout and how often do you do it? I know you're pregnant, but <laughs> if like when you're not yeah. about to have a baby, I love weightlifting. Uh, okay. Hate cardio, and so I typically do um, streaming workouts. And I'll do a lot of weightlifting in them. And then I'll actually double down like I do with the makeup and do my personal development and podcasts and stuff while I'm working out rather than listening to the person do their cues. So what is streaming workout? So like, uh, we have a thing called beach body on demand. It's kind of a Netflix of fitness. So you have all the workouts oh, streaming. Got it. And so I just click on one that I like, put it on, do the workout, but I don't like to just sit there and listen to their cues of the really lame music. I like to throw on something that I'm, I'm growing in my physical yes. and mental at the same time. So another way that I can fit that kind of stuff in. That's so smart. Um, the last question I always ask is if someone's listening to this right now, the women who are listening to this podcast, if you could tell them one thing, one piece of advice that they would take in as truth and practice in their everyday life, what is the one thing you would tell them? I think it's that there's there's going to be themes in your life that are going to lead you down figuring out the path, the calling that you have in your life. And all you have to do is is look back and say, okay, what are some of the biggest lessons that I've learned? And how can I then use those to serve other people? I think too often we get a we get so in our own heads. And even before this call, I, I thought to myself, okay, this is not about you. This is about mm-hmm. what you can give others. Mm-hmm. And if we all can get in that state of mind and we say, how can we use our story to be a blessing to someone else? How can I use, whether it's, you know, very dramatic things from your past, or it's just something you're dealing with mentally right now that you realize, dang, I'm letting this hold me back. If you, if you cast light on that sucker, um, I think it's Brene Brown that talks about the gremlins, you know, you shine light on the gremlin, the thing that scares you the most. And all of a sudden the gremlin like bursts and it has no power over you anymore. 
when it comes to social media or sharing your business or whatever, whatever that gremlin is that runs through your head, that little creepy voice <laughs> that tries to stop you, you shine light on that thing, you put it out there and it loses all its power. And then all of a sudden, like I mentioned earlier in the call, you just, you get leveled up and it stops controlling you. And so if I could give somebody a piece of advice, it's look for those things, you know, actively figure out what is the thing that's holding me back right now? What is the thing I'm most scared of? Or what's an area of my life that I fear if people found out about it, that they would judge me for, and then go do the scary thing and put it out there. And I promise you, if you do it in a way that it's to serve someone else that might be going through the same thing, you will have people, you'll build trust with them. They will honor and respect you. People will be sharing your stuff. They will be recommending you the same way that your whole book is about that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what people love is they love truth. You allow by living out your truth out loud, you allow other people to do the same. And that's, that's really what life is all about. Girl. Thank you so much. Oh gosh, you're Thank so you so, so much welcome. for hanging out with us and for sharing your story, which I did not know your backstory at all. And I'm so grateful for that insight. I am so grateful to have found a kindred spirit mm. in pulling yourself up out of hardship and trauma and really building a life for your family and a legacy for your family. And I know so many women listening to this are going to benefit from your wisdom. So thank you sincerely for the time. No, I so appreciate it. It's a blessing. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. So this week, I announced my next book. It's called Didn't See That Coming. It's all about how you put your life back together after your world falls apart. I actually wrote this inside of quarantine because I wanted something that y'all could read as you transition out of the crisis of a pandemic. And then inside of writing it, my world fell apart. And this is a story of how you keep on going. This is a story of the tactics and the tools that I have used time and time again when I have gone through grief or loss or trauma. The book comes out on September 29th and you can find it today. You can pre-order wherever books are sold. And yes, I am narrating the audio as always. But if you pre-order, meaning if you buy it any time before September 29th, if you go to didn'tseethatcomingnewbook.com, you can get my one-hour course on how to rebuild. How do you rebuild your life? Free one-hour course plus a workbook that you can print out and utilize to start the process. It's something that I thought I could give you to be helpful as you transition to whatever comes next. Didn't See That Coming is my new book, and I hope that you will check it out.